even though it's very rare, occasionally, small percentage of our kids end up in an actual rehab or trauma center or eating disorder clinic or, or one of these type of things. And we had TP parents that went to um, to this rehab where their daughter was. She was never addicted to very severe drugs. And they had parent week. And that's where all the parents come and they have hours where they meet with the kid and with the counselors, with the therapists. And there are two things that I want to bring out of there. First thing was they sat all the kids or a group of the kids in a circle and each kid behind them had their parents or whichever parent or parents were able to make it and came. And they were all Gaim. And this was one kid from a Chassidisha family and she was there. And her parents, both her parents were sitting behind her. They gave all the kids clay, a clay ball. And they said, make clay figures out of the members of your family and then show how they are around you. So the kids made a little a little clay thing. This is me. I'm in the center. And then I have a mother. I have a father. I have two siblings, four siblings, eight siblings, whatever, you know. And one kid took his father and threw it across the room. And the other kid, you know, this is my brother and this is my sister and this is... And this TP family that worked so hard with a really dysfunctional drug addict child, she went ahead and put herself in the middle and then put all the members, mommy, daddy, and all her brothers and sisters right around her, circle around her. Unbelievable. The therapists there were so impressed. They said they never saw anything like it. There's always somebody that you're further away with. She was enveloped with the love equally from all the members of her family. When they, when they left the session, the therapist came running out with the supervisor and they said, what are you doing? We've never seen anything like this. Because when a kid's on drugs, normally the parents fight with them. And they say things like, why are you doing drugs? <laughs> you know, like that's the kid's going to be like, oh, you're right, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Like, or you, well, you're killing yourself, you're wasting, whatever they're saying, fighting, not giving money, and creating friction because they think that that's what the kid needs. We're not going to give you money if you're going to buy drugs. A therapist attacked me and said to me, you advise parents to give money to a kid who might buy cigarettes? Like, that's where they are. I was waiting for the end, like heroin, like cigarettes. I'm like, oh, um, so they should not give money to a kid from when they're like 13 till they're 30? <laughs> like, because a kid might buy cigarettes. So you're going to cut off being parents? We don't supply you. We're not, now the kid has to steal has to, it's like going over to a kid and saying, we're not going to give you food anymore. You know what I mean? Because he might buy, it wasn't even for sure. I, I didn't want to tell her, um, you know, we buy the cigarettes for our kids. Because she would, she would have a heart attack and, you know, and I could, I could show you the data of what happens when we do. Not only they're alive and blah, blah, blah. We have hundreds, literally hundreds of kids where the parents testify, the kids stop smoking. This is the best way to get your kid to stop smoking. But that's not my agenda. I'm not here. To, I'm not <laughs> much bigger problems than cigarettes. That's where they are, right? So what happens by the time the kid ends up in rehab, I have no relationship with my mother and father. They look down. They ca- I, I cause them so much pain. They said they hate me. I'm ruining the family. All that trauma is just taking a victim and, right, shaking them, traumatizing them. So now they're supposed to also be able to get over their 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 addiction and their problems and their traumas. Now they have a new pro- problem, a new trauma that I, my whole family looks down at me and nobody understands me. And now at the same time they tell you that 80% 
80 to 90%, if you look at the data, of kids who end up with addiction and alcohol problems and all that were, went through childhood trauma. So they're, they're mamish like they get stabbed as, at, at six, seven years old, whatever. And then when they get older, it causes this. And then they lose the love of their parents, the support of their parents, the understanding of their parents. We're taking kids with cancer. Their lives are at stake. And then we're taking away their parents and their family and, and love and admiration and devotion and all of that in the name of that that's going to, of course, how could you give money? Blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, you know, we can't enable. Crazy people. The most enabled people in the world are the kids on drugs on the street. They get everything faster. Than, they get the new phones faster than anybody else. I never met a kid who said, you know, I quit, I, I quit smoking up or I quit drugs or I quit alcohol. Really? I quit cocaine. What happened? My parents stopped giving me money. Never happened in the history of the world. You're, not, you're enabling them to stop by having support. The girls, Nebuch, even more than the boys, what they do to get what they need to get. But I'll tell you, boys also. I had a chesidisha, very, very from family. It happens to be like Rebbe Sheinikol family. I spent, this is before the two-day training, I spent with them 13 hours. 13 hours I spent with them. This never happened to me. Because I'm pretty good at what I do. And after 13 hours, it was like 2 or 3 in the morning, I realized they didn't have a car, they were calling a taxi, I said, I'll drive you home. So I drove them home as well. 13 hours plus a half an hour to, okay? And um, they were sent to me by a mentor that was a, a very hush of a guy, Zolzang Gabench, this, this guy mentors a lot of these kids, and he sent them to me. And I spent all my time, and they, the next day they let me know, no thank you, not interested, we're not doing this. We're, we, we do not subscribe. One of the saddest stories. Um, and one of the things that I told them, I tried to explain that if you, you can protect your child and by supplying, I'm not going to get into the whole, the whole thing now, but you should buy your kid an iPhone. Anyway, a week later, I got a call from the mentor that this kid has a shiny brand new iPhone. Right? And you know how, what he had to do to get it. He, some guy who was in his thirties, rich guy, he gave him the iPhone. But what what did he what did this fifteen sixteen year old kid have to give to this guy, his body? And 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 he he told the mentor he said my body was abused so many times, I never got anything for it. At least now I got something for it. So that's like so destructive. Anyway, I forgot again what I was saying. I'm really seriously. Am I am I am I okay? What was so that's the end of the road for all those people that the kids finally go to the trauma center. We take our weakest people and we stab them and we stab them and we stab them because we can't enable them and they, we cause them to feel abandoned. And this was the clay. And they said, so what are you doing? How come, how could, how could this be that your daughter went through years of rebelling, dropping out of school? Plus, compared to the guy in the room, we have Jewish issues go around that way. We have religious issues. It's painful in addition to, to not function. Chal Shabbos, eating on Yom Kippur, dress, dressing outside without clothing, right? In, in, in Borough Park and whatever. You know, they were so impressed. And the second thing that they were impressed with was exactly what you did. They asked the parents, tell us 
all the pain that your child caused you. We have to have open communication, right? Your child will tell will tell us all the pain that 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 um, you caused them, but we you need to tell the child all the pain, right? And they responded just like you responded. Pain? The pain that we have is that our child is so sick. The pain that we have is that our child is in pain. Our child is struggling with a, a life, potential life-threatening disease. Use their words. They say that, that it's a disease, right? Addiction is a disease. Yeah. And, and you think we're thinking about ourselves? And the therapists are completely, they've never heard this before. They go completely like, oh, what? Yeah, but, but, and then they start reaching. Yeah, but something must bother you. Bothers me? Is that, is that, yeah, but didn't she steal from you? She stole from me because I didn't understand her. That, that was my bad. I learned how to provide for her because, but doesn't she cost you a lot of money? She wakes you up at night, does it? And then the magic words, you know, I don't know if you don't really know my child. You only know him or her, right? They're here for a week or three or seven, whatever. I raised this kid. She's a diamond. She's a princess. She's my everything. All the things that she did, quote-unquote, wrong, is because something must have happened to her. I never thought for one second anything different. You don't know her. You you have to see her before this this whole thing happened. She's my princess. She's my pride and joy. He's my best. He's I, I know this kid since he's born. I never turned on him by his behavior. I, I understood something's happening. And frankly, to be honest with you, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I mean... You're here to train me at this training that addiction is a disease, that eating disorder is a disease, and that alcoholism is a disease, it is a disease, a disease. If she had cancer, would you ask me that question about the pain that I have from my child's illness and how much it costs me and I have to get a second job because we needed to pay for extra chemo and extra therapies that are not included in insurance? Would you ask me that if my child had a physical illness? And they're, they, they're like, they've never heard this before. I'm telling you, I get feedback. This is only TP parents, and it's so true. It's MS, because that's part of their, part of their, it's printed. It was printed on the form, right? Tell us of all the gripes that you have against your child. I should have gripes against my child for getting hurt. I should have gripes, and this is even when you're not sure, but once they're in the treatment center, you know for sure that it comes from, it's so, the data is so, so clear that it comes from childhood trauma and abuse. And I'm, I'm worried about, cause, oh, she woke me up in the middle of the night. I don't want to be mean, but if you wanted to be mean, you shouldn't be. You should win them over and show them how amazing we are. But people who are mean would say, you know, you probably have no children. Probably they'll say, yeah, they don't have children. Say, when you have, you, that's, that's why you could ask me such a question. When you have children and they get sick and they throw up in the middle of the night, am I upset that I had to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and change the entire crib and do a wash because my kid who has fever threw up all over the house? All over the crib and everything and in the clothing and the, anybody know what I'm talking about? Every kid does that at some point. I'm supposed to, I'm upset at my kid because it costs me, um, a, a night or a day or a day's work or money because the kid needed whatever, whatever physical illness or anything in raising our children. So why is this any different? And that's really, it's kind of like using what they're, what they believe against them. Why are they talking, asking us about this? Because most parents have gripes against their kids. And really, it doesn't make any sense. They hold it's a physical illness, right? They believe it's the same as physical, and yet they still think, in a way, that it's different. And what you did is a Kiddush Hashem. You went ahead and said, this is an illness. My child is good. 
she's wonderful, she's smart, she's amazing, and she's suffering. And she has, and you know why she's suffering, but even if you don't know why, you can believe in her. You can believe in your child that they're suffering and they're struggling. And at the point where the child doesn't say, I'm, 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 I'm struggling, at the earlier stages where they say, no, I just like drugs, you don't say those words, you say different words. But you say, I love this kid like crazy. I'm not thinking about me. I'm not thinking about my bank account. I'm not thinking about my busha, my embarrassment. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm thinking about what can I do for my child? What can I do to help my child? And that's my whole job. That's my whole tafkid. And that's my religion. It's a kiddush Hashem. They asked him, they said, we pick up, she knows, we pick up the phone even on Shabbos. Really? You'll break Shabbos? That's not breaking Shabbos. Hatzalah is not breaking Shabbos when they go on Hatzalah call. We do rats and Hashem. And Hashem, that's what our Paisik told us. If she needs us, it's bikuach nefesh. And that's, and, and that's our religion. And all of a sudden, that same kid says, ooh, such a beautiful religion. They hear it from the Gaisha therapist. Wow, that's a beautiful religion. So yeah, we always do the will of, of God. And God wants us to save our children's lives. And by the way, not only pikuach nefesh, safek pikuach nefesh. Ask your rabbi. Shmuel Birnbaum, the Shashiva, the Sarah Torah of America, Shmuel Birnbaum, the of Mir. He said, right, that in America, and interesting, he writes about America, I don't know about other countries, there is a, 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 um, a sickness, ma'od shchicha, very prevalent. Thank you. And it's called dikaon, depression. Kamuduma seems to me that it's mutter to be mechal Shabbos avur mi For someone who is suffering from this painful illness. Seems to me it's mutter lechal Shabbos. Because by bikuach nefesh, ein halchem basarev. Afilumiyot shebemiyot, even a small amount that you don't know that where this can lead. Someone with a little bit of depression can, could, could spiral and they could hurt themselves. Look it up, it's written, it's in my manual also, but it's in his Sefer. It's unbelievable. He says, There's no bus arrive, even a miyot shebemiyot. He says, someone who has depression, you never know how like a door can open up from under and they can... You know, where, where they can fall to. That's our religion. Our religion is beautiful. We don't ignore people in pain. We don't say, you know, scream at them and all of that. We support them like you did. And that's close. She should have her full shalimah.